0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, this is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Friday the 15th of October. In your Sport Today, Rugby League loses a legend. Pekoski goes down with concussion Clarkson joins Tassie's AFL bid and it's a big weekend of racing. This is your Sport Today. We start with the news that rugby league immortal Norm Proven died yesterday after a long battle with illness. Proven played in 10 of St George's 11 straight grand final wins and Gabs, he was captain coach in five of those premierships.
1: Fez, they called this the never before, never again era and rugby league's probably never going to see someone like Proven again. He's been described as a giant of the game, and it's not just because he was so tall, but because of what he was able to achieve in the back row for the Dragons and for Australia. Now, Fez, I know you like your numbers, so here's one for you. Between 1956 and 1965, Proven lost just 23 games for the Dragons, and in that period, he never lost at Cogra, which is their home ground. Yeah, Gabs, you're right,
0: I do love the numbers and that's an incredible statistic. So he may be gone, but he'll always be linked
1: to the NRL, won't he? Yeah, that's right. And that's because the team that wins the comp, they receive the Proven Summons trophy, which is obviously named after Proven and his good friend and rival, Arthur Summons. So the image on the trophy, it's known as the Gladiators and it comes from an iconic photo of the pair embracing after the Dragons beat Summons as Magpies in the 1963 grand final in the wet. Proven He's achieved it all in the game, and that's why he's part of the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame. He's a member of the ARL Team of the Century, and he earned Immortal status back in 2018. Yeah, the
0: Immortals are the all-time greats of Rugby League, and uh, many people thought he actually should have been picked years ago. That brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate. Uh, Name the five teams that the Dragons beat in their 11-year grand final winning streak. Bit of a tough one, this one, Gab, so give us a clue. Okay, I said it
1: will be cryptic, uh, so let's go. Four of them were foundation clubs. The other, well, they've got the best player in the world at the moment. It's not that
0: cryptic, but a good clue <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. To cricket now, Gabs and those who pushed through a rain delay got to watch Alyssa Healy and the Sydney Sixers win in the WBBL opener last night down in Hobart. But before the match started, news came through that young Aussie batter Will Pekowski
1: had suffered another concussion. Yeah, and Fez, that's concussion number 10 now for Pukovsky, and he's only 23 years old. We only found out yesterday that he'd been hit in the head at training on October 5, and that he's still showing symptoms of that concussion. Now, Pukovsky has had a long history with concussion, and just last summer, he missed the first two test matches against India because he was concussed in a warm-up match. He did debut, however, in the third test in Sydney and he scored a half century, but then he dislocated his shoulder and he hasn't played cricket since. Pokowski is one of the best young batters in the country, but he has had his issues with concussion and his mental health, which have seen him pull out of matches in the past. Fez, he is tipped to play in the Ashes this summer, but that's only if he's fit. Yeah, he's still recovering from surgery on that dislocated
0: shoulder after landing awkwardly on it in his test taboo at the SCG. I've put a link in the episode notes to the full story on Pukowski. Let's head to the boardroom now, Gabs. We haven't been there for a little while and there was a bit going on at Cricket Australia's
1: AGM yesterday and that's after Chairman Earl Eddings quit on Wednesday night. Yeah, he did, Fez, and this was a bit of a surprise because the CA board had actually backed Eddings for a second term as chairman just last month. But then there were reports in the media that said that New South Wales, Queensland and Western Australia had all lost faith in Eddings and that they would not vote for him. And then on Wednesday night, he resigned after three years in the job. Now, this is important because CA and the States they haven't always been on the same page, especially when it's come to how they've handled COVID. And as chairman, the buck ultimately stopped with Eddings. Former Foxtel CEO Richard Freudenstein from New South Wales is now the interim chairman. He is, Gabs, and he says that CA is going to try and find a
0: full-time replacement by the end of the year. In yesterday's AGM, we learned that CA spent $23 million on on COVID-19 biosecurity measures last financial year, but they recorded a loss of just $150,000. We're going all the way down to Tassie for this next story, Gabs. uh, Those who follow the AFL will be all across Tasmania's push for their own team. Well, yesterday it was announced champion Hawthorne coach Alistair Clarkson has been hired to help get it done.
1: Well, they've brought in the big guns now, haven't they, Fez? Clarkson is going to be an advisor for six months to the group putting together the bid for Tassie's team he's going to be there to help Tassie sort out things like team funding, a new stadium in Hobart, and then identifying the best talent across the country. Tasmania premier Peter Gutwein is pretty pumped. He called it a massive coup to get the four-time premiership winning coach on board. He even called him Clarko. Sam, it took me years just to call you Fez. <laughs> yeah, it must be Bates. <laughs> <laughs> a report this year said that a 19th team in Tasmania could work and now it's up to Tassie to put forward their case early next year. They still need 14 of the 18 club presidents to give it the green light for it to go ahead. Yep, and that'll happen in early
0: 2022. And if Tassie do get the good news, the team would come into the comp around 2027. Clarkson is currently in the US on a professional development tour, speaking to sporting teams, so he'll bring that knowledge back to the Tassie bid. Over the past 18 months, COVID has caused havoc on sporting events and we can add the Men's and Women's Australian Open golf tournaments to that list for a second time. Gabs,
1: they've been cancelled this year. Yeah, just like they were last year, Fez. The tournament's marquee players, they're international, so getting them out here with the travel restrictions and quarantine just made it too hard for organisers. The events had already been moved back once, but now they've been cancelled altogether. But, Fez, they should be back next year. The Australian Open is a pretty big deal for golf. Former men's winners include the likes of Jack Nicholas, Greg Norman and Rory McIlroy, and then you've got Kari Webb and Annika Sorenstam, who've won the women's tournament. But there's, there is some good news for golf fans. The Australian PGA Championship is still going ahead. It is, Gabs. That's going to take place from January 13 to
0: 16 at Royal Queensland in Brisbane. Spring is in the air and for horse racing fans, that can mean only one thing. The best races are just around the corner. On Saturday, Randwick Racecourse in Sydney will host the Everest. While down in Melbourne, the feature race is the Caulfield Cup. Giddy up, Gabs.
1: Yeah, no horsing around, Fez. Things (laughs) are getting serious now. The big races are about to start and that means the big bucks are on offer and they don't get any bigger than the Everest, which is the richest race on turf in the world, with horses competing for $15 million in prize money. So the race was first held back in 2017, and it was brought in so Sydney could compete with Melbourne's lucrative Spring Carnival. Classique Legend won it last year and is second favourite behind Nature's Strip at the moment, but Fez, racing experts aren't sure that it can go back-to-back, and that's because it's only raced once since the 2020 Everest.
0: Yeah, I'm one of those guys who waits until race day to ask my mates who follow racing for their tips, so apologies in <laughs> advance on that one. Uh, I do know that incentivize is the popular tip for the Caulfield Cup and it's also the favourite for the Melbourne Cup on the first Tuesday in November. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye, what's coming up. And as I mentioned earlier, the Sydney Sixers won the WBBL opener last night. They beat the Melbourne Stars. They were chasing 100, and Alyssa Healy got 57 of those from just 27 balls and hit 11 fours. There's a link to the highlights in the episode notes. Gabs, what do you got?
1: Well, if you like nostalgia and you love your 10 pin bowling, then make sure you check out the Weber Cup. It started this morning and continues tomorrow. If you don't know what the Weber Cup is, it's an annual bowling tournament between the USA and Europe. Team USA have won the past three, but it's in the UK this year, so they'll be looking to turn things around. Yeah, it's
0: worth the watch if you've got a spare couple of hours, Gabs. Oh, no. No more. Oh, no. Well, sorry about <laughs> that. Uh, all right. <laughs> Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Name the teams that the Dragons beat in their 11 grand final winning streak. Those five teams are Balmain, Western Suburbs, Eastern Suburbs, and South Sydney. Gabs, they are the foundation clubs. And the best player in the world right now is Tom Trevojevic, and he plays for Manly, the other team they beat.
1: Yeah, best player in the world, not just according to us, Fez. He is the Daily M medalist, of course. That's right. That's official. Um, All (laughs) right. I think that's it for us today.
0: Thanks again for listening to us all week. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you on Monday.